Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Screen Heroes. My name is Ray. I am joined by my two uh, other weekly hosts. I am a little distracted because Derek's like doing stuff. But I'm here with Ryan. Hi, just the two of us tonight. Yes, just the two of us. Oh, wait, never oh, mind. Hey, right hey, hey, Derek. Hey. Look, we have How a How are mo- you, Derek? We have a monitor. How that- are you? Fine. <laughs> it's going to be a long night. I asked you a question first. You were like, no, I have to explain the monitor. Just continue. Let's just move <laughs> on, shall we? Guys, we're talking Super Mario Brothers tonight. It's another bad movie review. We're also going to be talking a lot of news because a lot of shit went down over the last week. Kind of yeah. crazy week. Where do you guys want to start with the news? Should we start with Zoe Kravitz? Sure. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah. So she was cast as Catwoman in The Batman yeah, the Matt Reeves, uh, mm-hmm. Bat, not Batfleck, uh, Pat, Battinson. Battinson. The universe. Batman. It's yeah. just called The Batman. Well, the Batman. that's what it's called right now. We don't really know what the title is, I don't think, do we? Right. I mean, at this point, it's probably just going to be The Batman. It's a weird title. Is it, though? Yeah. But in any case, uh, the internet blew up with people that decided that having a black Catwoman is not okay after having two previous black Catwomen <laughs> that they had no issue with, so... Yeah. Yeah. People who don't know things like to be mad about them. The current comic book iteration is half Italian, half Latina. So it's not like she hasn't been a woman of color even in the comics. So I just hope she's bisexual like she is in the comics. I mean, I don't really care about that that much like that's cool like if she is but it unless that is an important part of the story i don't really think they need to like go too crazy with it and i mean no matter what i say that because i'm tired of catwoman being the default romantic lead because we've seen that twice now for batman i think it'd be cool to see catwoman not be bruce's I'm okay with yeah. that. I'm fine with her being the uh, antagonist of right. the movie or whatever she's going to be. Um, but yeah, I just want a good movie, a good Catwoman, and uh, I don't have any problem with it being a black. I don't think any of us do a black no. woman. Um, no, you know, 
Zoe Kravitz has been really great on Big Little Lies too. I'm not sure if I've seen her, have I seen her in anything? Oh yeah, you've seen her in stuff. I mean, have she, I? She didn't she, look familiar. She's so, been in Fantastic Beasts, for example. Yeah, she was so Alita you've, Lestrange. You've at least seen okay. her. Okay. Yeah, and I do. You saw her that. in X Men First Class. She was Angel. Right. Mm-hmm. She was. Oh, in, okay. Yeah, I do like her. She, she was, was also good. in Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, I don't remember in that. I don't remember much um, about that movie. She was she one voices, of the wives. She voices Gwen Stacy in Into the Spider Verse. Okay. Um, so she's done. No, quite a... she voiced Mary Jane. Gwen Stacy was done by Haley Steinfeld. Sorry, Mary yeah. Jane. Yeah, getting his women confused. Yeah, I mean one of the Spider Women. <laughs> um. Anyway. Anyway, so Zoe Kravitz cast as Catwoman. Let us know how you feel about that. We still don't know anything about the movie. No. <laughs> so next topic. We know that Batman and Catwoman are in it. That's about it. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you got? I, You've I, got the list. Come I, on. I've also got my technical issues this evening that I'm working on. So if one of okay. you could. All right, all right, all right. While I catch up here. Oh. Uh, we could talk about the Disney yeah. three-hour cha- uh, trailer for Disney+. Plus. So they dropped a three-plus-hour trailer of all of the content that will be launch content for Disney+, Plus on November 12th. Um who out there spent three hours watching a trailer of stuff? Did not. Nope. No. Okay. Will not. If they were smart, they would have hidden like some Avengers uh, footage or something <laughs> in there and just said, hey, find the Avengers footage and then made somebody watch three hours of it. I mean, they could have released an entire short film inside the trailer just to see if people were paying attention. Yeah. You know. It was not going to be Spoiler alert, me. nobody would. I, I'm of the opinion that the only people that watched all of that are people whose job it is to, to edit report it. on it. Or, well, yeah, of oh, course, yeah, the editors too. did that, sure. Uh, <laughs> that goes without saying. But uh, Well, I said it. So. I mean, there are a couple of cool things in there. It's confirmed that Gargoyles will be on the, the streaming platform, which is cool. I haven't watched Gargoyles in a really long time, so I'm excited to, to see that again. Was there anything announced that you guys are excited about? Not that wasn't already announced. Like, I'm really excited for the Lady and the Tramp live action movie. I'm excited for the Mandalorian. I'm pumped for a lot of the back catalog. So, you know, nothing they said made me more excited. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't there wasn't any big surprises on there. Like, some of the X-Men cartoons are pretty cool. I'm excited mm-hmm. about those. But, you know, just the stuff that we already knew about Mandalorian, the Jeff Goldblum thing, you know. Those are mainly what I'm excited about. Yeah, that's fair. The world according to Jeff Goldblum is going to yeah. be amazing. Yeah, that sounds fun. I'm looking forward to the that. dude could sit there and read all the ingredients found in mayonnaise, and I'd still be very fascinated. Isn't it just mayonnaise in mayonnaise? It's it's not. It's, There's no ingredients. It's in... usually eggs and oil uh, at least. At my whole life least. is a lie. Yeah. I just assumed it was its own food group. No, nope. sorry, sweetheart. <laughs> My world just came crashing around me, and, and Rachel's like, "Oh nope, sorry, it's sweetheart." A weird day. No, nope. weird day. No. So Venom Two has a script, has another villain that they added, and the director is playing fast and loose with Tom Holland Spider Man, but he sounds pretty confident that he's going to be in there. Oh but, boy! Right. So that's what three villains for Venom that we'll know that that goes well. So there's Carnage, and now there's Shriek. Which is Carnage's like love interest, right? 
I don't. In does the comics, Carnage I'm have a sure. love interest? Yeah, I thought like, I read an article that said that they were like lo- lovers or love interest or something like that. They I do just, it in the symbiote suits, I guess. I don't know. I don't. It just looks like a bunch of two flavors of jelly like mixing together. <laughs> I have a huge issue with picturing the Ronald McDonald Woody Harrelson having sex. Like Fantastic. any other Woody Harrelson character, no problem. But that one. That's that, the one. That's, that's, that's the one that breaks that's the me. Line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I mean, I, I expect Tom Holland to be in Venom 2, but very little. Like, maybe a cameo, like, he's maybe Tom Hardy's watching TV when Spider-Man's identity is re- revealed or something, or there's a post credit scene or something like that. I, no. I want him in, like, half the thing. I want a poster where the two of them are back-to-back, and it just says, Tom! Tom and it's perfect. Tom H. Tom H. <laughs> Versus. Yeah. I wanted to no, be called v. 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 That's it. Yes, Tom v. Tom. Yeah. <laughs> That'll get people perfect. to watch. This will give the, this will give V a different meaning than the different meaning that it had in BVS. Yeah. So. Lame. Yeah, don't name your movie something you then have to explain to your audience. That's probably not a good idea. Just throw right. that out there, but. What else? Jeremy Renner. Okay, so I, I didn't read the article. Okay, so first and format foremost, Jeremy Renner is having a hell of a 2019. <laughs> he made an app. And, and it failed. I heard about that. Wait, what does his app do? His app was just a Jeremy Renner app. Like, stay in touch with Jeremy Renner kind of bullshit. Oh, he's not Will Smith. And trolls. So, thank God, because trolls make money. shut that shit down fast. So his app failed, and he announced it on Twitter like a broken heart. Then he started an Amazon uh, shopping list or something like that, curated by him. Yes. Of, of Jeremy of Renner merchandise. Yes. Yes. No, things to buy that he endorses, basically. Things yes. he likes. And it's like the Jeremy Renner collection or something so like, like that. So if you need a spatula, this is the spatula. Right. Jeremy it's Renner. mostly then, outdoor stuff, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. An then outdoor spatula. he... <laughs> wrote the soundtrack to Arctic Justice Thunder Squad and right, right. and released a rock album this year. Separate from the soundtrack. Yes. Okay. He has released two different uh, uh, CDs, albums, whatever you want to call it. So weird. Lastly, his ex-wife has claimed that during their marriage, he was an abusive drunk he would get drunk he would verbally abuse her he would physically abuse her he put their daughter in uh precarious situations dangerous situations and now they are fighting like tooth and nail for full-time custody but uh fans are really pissed about this this is kind of you know not Jeremy Renner ridiculous like this is just bad person kind of stuff if everything his ex-wife is saying is true and they want him recast in the Hawkeye show that's not happening that is not happening guys they're not going to recast for the show now if after Thor his cameo in Thor this came out that would have been different hell yes they would have recast him it's not going to happen now sorry we're too deep so take your little Jensen Ackles wish list and fly along. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a weird situation. Like I, I get, you know, and I want to believe the people that are saying 
you know, that they were victimized by him or, or, uh, you know, however you want to phrase that, but it's also ridiculous that fans are immediately like, we need him to be recast in the show when the show's like not that far off. It's, they can't rewrite everything. I mean, it's not like, uh, like it was for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 when they removed James Gunn. It was like, that was barely a script. Yeah. You know? Um, this, they have an entire premise. They have casting. And- well, he's also the lead, too. Yeah. Like, changing a director, a lot a lot of people don't pay attention to who the directors are. We do, right? And diehard fans do. But, I mean, if we pull just 100 random people on the street who directed Guardians of the Galaxy, I bet a lot of people don't know. If we ask people, like, name four of the Marvel directors. Yeah, I bet they probably couldn't do that, even though two of them are brothers. Right. So- yeah, does that count as two? I would give it to them. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, That's fair. if you can, if you can name them, but you know, I, but swapping out your lead of a show that's going to be you know six episodes eight episodes whatever it was six hours of content six hours you know like that's a much bigger deal after he's been in you know half a dozen movies at this point yeah and already established in universe and the truth is when we all took amber heard's side you know six months seven months later it turns out that she was just as abusive as johnny depp so the two of them are equally terrible people or or they equally had a shitty relationship. And that could be the same situation here. She could be just as guilty as he is, but her statement got out first. And so I'm not... It's it's a weird situation when a longtime married couple all of a sudden comes out and says this, 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 and this. Because in that situation, you know... Both parties can be guilty very well, easily. This isn't the couple saying this. This is one half of the couple right. saying this. So you're only hearing one side, which, you know, I've heard that Jeremy Renner is kind of a jerk anyway. Yeah. And so, the, you know, so, so I'd be inclined to believe that. But we, I also haven't ever heard anything about his wife, his ex-wife. So, you know, she could just as easily be as big of a jerk. So who knows? Yeah, I think Disney is going to be a little bit slow to make a decision at this, you know, on something like this again anyway, especially given that, like, nothing's been determined for the custody hearings either. You know, right. maybe if it was ruled against Jeremy and, you know, the the court ruled in favor of the ex-wife for those specific reasons, Disney would have concrete hard evidence to to move on, right? But right now it's yeah, it's just it's somebody's statement that hasn't been confirmed or validated by a judge yet, so Disney's probably going to be careful. Yeah. At this point, you know, I I tend to still side with victims and stuff and her statements pretty intense so i have the personal leaning towards her but at the same time i'm not a huge part of cancel culture after like one instance because we all deserve a chance to grow or apologize and move on and i we all have, deserve a chance to be heard also and he hasn't said absolutely anything, so. and like we all have those people out there who bring out the worst in us and this could have been one of those situations where you know jeremy renner may be a really awesome guy or i don't know but this one person just brings out the worst in him yep. who knows mm-hmm. okay so keeping with the marvel news Liv tyler uh, is going to be back for the She-Hulk show. Is that confirmed? It sounded more like maybe that it was like a pitched concept. It, sound, it sounded to me when I was reading about it that Marvel is 100% going after her with everything they have. 
Well, that would certainly be cool um, to, to, to really make the Incredible Hulk like very canon. Like it's obviously right. canon in the MCU, right? But it's largely ignored. Yeah, of course. You know, except for General Ross. And he only has a couple of cameos in a few films. It's not like he's a huge part of anything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to bring back another lead character and and the original actor for it really cements that that movie, like, that all happened. And the Rosses have a really cool storyline. They become the Red Hulks in the comic books. Uh, Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt is Ross, Red yeah. Hulk and Betty is Red She-Hulk. So the two of them, like, of course, now they have to introduce She-Hulk and then get Maybe some story behind them. Maybe she will be them. She-Hulk. They could change the story. They've, they they've easily diverted could. from the comic books before. They easily could. There's no reason why Betty Ross couldn't become She-Hulk first and Jennifer Walters. I think she's Walters. probably a little older than what Marvel likes to cast for something like that, but I, I would be on board with it. She has the look for yeah. it, certainly, but um, I don't know. I don't know if they would go... They would want an actress that's going to be able to do it for a while and you know that Hollywood doesn't traditionally like older actresses. I mean, Scarlett Johansson started playing Black Widow what? In her late twenties, yeah, yeah, uh, and Liv Tyler's not in her late twenties. She is not. No, oh, that's a fair point. So, I mean, I would if you if you took me back to Lord of the Rings, uh, Liv Tyler, I would have been like this. There, that's a no brainer, and yeah. I'm sure Disney would have been the same way. But I don't know at this point if they would do that. I guess it depends what their plan is for the sh- the character in the show. Absolutely. You know, if it's a one and done concept, then maybe nothing it is a matter. one and done concept in but, the MCU. We know that. Um, I if don't it's know. really good, then they continue it. That's what well, Loki turned into like this big thing, that, right? That's when it comes to Loki, that's definitely true. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere. Even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But I just mean these shows, we have no idea what the plan is. How close do you guys think we are to getting Tim Roth back as Abomination? I mean, probably not. Yeah. I don't see them being able to afford that on a show budget. No, I just well. meant like back into the MCU. It doesn't have to oh, be in a in show. Oh, just in general, not against the Because I imagine the show, the shows are going to be used as bridges for new content. Yeah, they've, they've confirmed that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's obviously a great actor, right? Um, but, I mean, you're not going to do a Hulk movie at this point. Right. So I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Well, there was a, a draft of Age of Ultron's script that had Abomination in it, hmm. but it it kept like it went through and well, got least, cut, obviously. So yeah. other directors have wanted to bring him back. Stop. But you would have had Hulk in that at least. Yeah. Because right? totally. now you've got smart Hulk who's not really super into fighting and hulking out. 
And so are you going to do a movie where you have to make him back into the regular Hulk to fight Abomination? Like, I would imagine if they keep going with the Hulk's character, they're going to have to make him savage at some point again. Like, somehow. I don't know. It totally undoes everything in Endgame, but I wouldn't be opposed to that. Like, his arm is permanently damaged. They made the, the Russos made that clear. Right, so but also they change stuff like that when a new director takes something on all the time. So no, but something has to start to stick in these movies, right? They're already talking about how they can bring back characters and all these yeah. rumors and stuff, and like if you bring back too much, why why would I care when things happen? You know. So Scarlett Johansson and Brie Larson are continuing their campaign for a mostly female ensemble movie in mm-hmm. the MCU. And I think they have the leads to pull it off, but they've treated their female characters so poorly in the past. I'm not quite sure people aside from Black Widow, Captain Marvel, and um, Valkyrie really have the characterization to back it. Like, even Wasp is kind of a secondary side note. So, um, as much as I want it, I want a good story, Yeah, too. I want to watch a good movie, like... Of course I want the content, but it's got to be good. That's what I want from all this stuff. So, you know, if they can keep campaigning and make it happen and it's going to look amazing and be amazing, then I'm all for it. But again, like, what do you do with Black Widow? I think we're going to find out. I think Scarlett Johansson's going to keep going, to be honest. like So they're just going to bring her back? Yeah, I think they're going to completely forget about the emotional corner they wrote themselves into. But forget emotion for a moment. Just think logic in that universe. The 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 sacrifice for the soul stone is supposed to be a pretty big deal. It's supposed to be permanent. You know, so other than her maybe taking the place of Red Skull and just being stuck there that she could be in a scene for, you know, like you have to logic it'll, your way out of that. It'll be an alternate Earth Black Widow. I'd be fine with that, too. At least that's like that's a comic book thing, you know. They've done that so many times in the comics that I think it at least works better in precedent. the comics than it would in the movie. But that's fair. It depends on the franchise. Like, I think it works well in the Arrowverse, right? Because sure. they've been playing with the multiverse. Yeah, for years. they've established it, and it's every time Barry does anything, it affects a hundred thousand <laughs> things in the Arrowverse. Right. Yeah. So like that's fine for me. You want to throw in just a different version of another character? That's just another episode. But in this case, they haven't done that yet. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Kevin Feige got promoted yeah. to chief creative officer at Marvel Studios, which, if you don't know, means that he's now in charge of the movie verse, the TV verse, comics, all of the verses. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, uh, who was it that was in charge? What the guy? I can't remember the guy's name that was in charge of the TV universe, but uh, they didn't play well together. Mm. Kevin Feige and I can't remember his name. Started with a J, but um. So now, was it Jed Whedon? No, he wrote some of Agents of Shield, mm. but it does start with. I'm pretty sure. So well, they with were. Him. He and his wife were showrunners. For, mm-hmm. I thought all of it, but yeah, maybe they, they probably didn't. were. Um, the, but yeah, he's now in charge of all the TV and movie stuff. So you know, what does that mean for things like Runaways and you know some of the other shows that are out there? It's hard to say, but right. You know, I think it's safe to say at this point that, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't going to get any more connected because it's already written and, as far as I know, filmed and done yeah or filming right now it's, I, I imagine this move is for future content yeah. to keep somehow keep abc Cohesion and freeform and sure. hulu like 
alive and moving forward with this type of content. Well, I totally forget that Runaways and Cloak and Dagger are still a thing. Like, I've watched I don't watch them, a but... few episodes and they were interesting. They just didn't keep my attention. And it's not because they were poorly done. Runaways, the one with the dinosaur? What was the one with the yes. dinosaur and the girl with the like circle stack? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. yeah, I watched the first season. It was fine. It just right. I'm not that excited to watch anything else in there. So. Yeah, see, that's just it. It's if the quality wasn't high enough for me to want to continue. My question would be if the same guy who's running the Marvel stuff on Disney Plus is going to be running the Marvel stuff on networks why even split up the content then if it's not like age difference right you're not having mature content on hulu like that's a separate reason but for abc and freeform what's the point in putting something out there when you have your own streaming service that that's already there you don't have to pay cable companies to distribute yeah that's a good point i don't I mean, know we might not see stuff like that on ca- cable tv anymore i mean what everything that they've talked about pretty much is going to be on hulu or disney plus right we haven't yeah. heard of any new shows for for cable so i think that makes the most sense you know but then the question is what does that do for the longevity of abc and freeform are those networks going to start fading away because they just don't want to put content on them i don't think that's that will be the thing i mean i think they have enough content already i just don't think that they'll be disney connected they'll be like disney shows yeah i I don't i I don't think there's much danger of that this the marvel stuff i can understand going on disney plus but like other shows aren't as interesting to people to where they'll pay 6.99 a month or whatever to watch it they'll just watch it with their cable package and call it good. Sure. I think the people that go home and casually watch the, my secret life as an American teenager are Yeah, are they're not going to pay six ninety nine a month to yeah. watch not, that. Not just to watch that, no. But I, I could certainly see another badge showing up on Disney Plus that's just called Freeform next to National Geographic or whatever, right? Because I don't think anybody is paying six ninety nine a month just for National Geographic either because that's also part of most cable packages. So... Right, ABC but I mean, a little bit different. they get paid by you know all the people doing commercials and things like that on sure. the network, so they have money coming in from it. So they're not just going to cut that off and then lose that that income. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends how much uh, how much goes back to the the distributing cable companies. I, I don't know, but yeah. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they limit it just to ABC and the the old ABC family freeform goes away. Maybe. That could be exactly where we're headed with these streaming wars. We don't know. But I don't think that's going to be a direct result and something we see anytime soon. Fair enough. What else we got? Chris Hemsworth wants to do the best remake ever (laughs) on board. He wants a Three Amigos remake with himself, Chris Evans, and Robert Downey Jr. Of course, you know those three from Thor. Captain America and Iron Man. Now I want this to happen. I want there to be the musical number again, and I want the matching outfits, and I want the action figures. And okay, look, I love Three Amigos, <laughs> right? right? It's and a I love great these three, movie. 
But, you know, the more I've thought about it, the worse oh, of an idea no. it is. Because, listen, those guys are <laughs> not the comedy chops that Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Chevy Chase are. They are not. As much as we love them, they are not as good of comedians as not, even not the weakest that. of the three of those, which I couldn't even name. It's Chevy Chase. Probably, if I had yeah. to pick. It was but, Chevy Chase then. It's Chevy Chase now. But <laughs> but in any case, like these guys, I, I would love to see a buddy-like team up type movie with these guys I'd like, in the to, vein yeah, of that. I'd like to see the three of them continue to work together in something that's not avengers it's, yeah you could so don't make it a reboot have it be like three more amigos and, no because then it's like the know. sequel to like big trouble in little china that they're doing and it, nobody wants to see that you know just just nobody do a, meeting do a, ryan <laughs> do a unique think, uh a unique new concept you know they there's a lot of things they could do. And I don't know. Movies are remade all the time, right? A Star is Born was a massive success. It was the fourth version of that film. You know, I think doing another Three Amigos thing. With- Three Amigos wouldn't work in our current climate, like political, not political, our current like technological climate anyway. Like the whole concept of that movie falls a short. A would have to change. I'm actually... I actually don't think it's some of their best work to begin with. So I'm fine with it. The being Three remade. Amigos? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know if we can be friends anymore. I mean, maybe it's my favorite Chevy Chase film, but that's not saying as much. (laughs) (laughs) When was the last Um, time you watched that movie? It's been a while. Okay. Let's be fair. It's been a while, but I just... It's like a fine wine as you get older. It it ages very well. Okay. Maybe I'll I'll give it another go, Ryan. You should. Just for you. You should. And then we'll come back to this topic. Okay. (laughs) I'm putting it on a list. Three Amigos for you. Please. (laughs) It's happening. All right. All right. Let's keep moving. What else we got? And that's all I got. That's all you got? I thought we had a longer list. Me too. We had a list uh, of like... We, uh, it came out this week that the actor that plays Lucifer is going to be playing Lucifer in uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. I'm very mm-hmm. happy for him. I think it's great. I think Clearly a lot of people don't even work. know that's a DC property. Um, and I just want to see Lucifer and Constantine together. Oh, yeah. That'll be cool. Like, that's, that's my main thing. I don't even know anything about the character of Lucifer in DC Comics, but... Well, look, the answer obviously now is if you have a DC property and it's not doing particularly well, just throw it on the CW and yeah. <laughs> it'll be fine. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, we had the uh, the Batwoman thing. People are uh, so review it, bombing Batwoman. It's hard for me to comment on it because I haven't watched the show yet, so I can't specifically say what quality stuff people are wrong about, but it's obvious that people are just review bombing it because of who the character is and some of the connotation of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I can say that yeah. pretty confidently. People have a huge misunderstanding of who Batwoman even is. They don't, they think it's like a really crappy knockoff. And, you know, this character has been around since the 1950s and it's, this is nothing new. She wasn't created just for this show. This iteration of her has been around since uh, 2005, I believe. Cause and I mean Batwoman and Batman rarely get along anyway. They have more recently. There's a, a team up comic that they have with some bad guys like Clayface where they were working together, but they usually don't like each other very no, much. These two don't get along. She's yeah. not really part of the Bat family. No, she's so, not Batgirl. At this point, they've only. I think there's only one episode out. There might be one more tonight airing of Batwoman. But um, I watched the episode, and you know what? Arrow's pre- uh, pilot was not great either. And, you know, Legends first of... season of Arrow wasn't that good. Oh, there was some good stuff in there. It was a little long, probably, and a lot of fluff. But there was some good stuff in there still, uh, in my opinion, obviously. But, uh, you know, 
Legends and Flash had better pilots, I think. Um, but those were for characters that had already been kind of established. Established. Batwoman was established already, but you didn't really get much of her. It was less than what you got of Barry mm-hmm. in in Arrow. Um, and it, you know, the pilot was rough. I thought. I'm hoping it gets better. Um, the only time you really get to see her as Batwoman is when she's wearing the actual Batman suit uh, gotcha. without the hair coming out, and it's very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell that I, this that the better design for Batwoman is with the hair coming out of the cowl and things like that because she looks like a pencil with an eraser. <laughs> uh, it's just it, it's very weird looking on her, and yeah. the Batwoman suit looks way better. You know, since we've seen pictures and seen her in Arrow. Um, I think one of the problems is that you can review an entire show based off of one episode. And that episode being like the pilot, which is designed to be an episode to sell a studio on making a show. Right. So it doesn't all it has. It has to do so much in that one episode. Mm -hmm. Pilots are rarely good. Yeah, they are. That's why there's lists about best pilots, because when they are good, that's surprising. Yeah. You know, Um but I mean, I, I intend to watch it. I was looking forward to it. I liked the casting. I thought it was a cool concept. So, um, and yeah, it wasn't terrible. It just like it wasn't any better than Arrow's pilot. I don't think it was pretty mediocre. But I'm willing to give it a few episodes because yeah, you know, I don't. I know the pilot itis uh, symptoms, and this one had it for sure. Oh, I, I believe in that big time. I mean, I I may not give a show their entire first season depending on how bad it is, but I try and give shows a fair chance to get some legs. Yeah. You know, um, so many shows change completely from their pilot to their very next episode. Constantine was a big one. Constantine, they like a character that was a main character in the pilot was just gone in the second episode because mm-hmm. the actress backed out. There you go. So that was a huge one for me. For the, of the shows I've watched personally, that was sure. probably the biggest change. No, that kind of thing happens all the time. Or complete sets change. People get different jobs. You know, they, they rewrite stuff. Because to your point, the pilot is meant to say, yes, we're going to make the show. This is gonna, what you'll which get. Which means it yeah. was filmed like six, seven months before it was picked up or yeah. anything. So there's a huge disconnect. People look different. Things yeah. have been They have to drop so many seeds to yeah. set up what they want to do in the future and show whoever they're trying to pitch to, you know, that this Absolutely. is what it's going to be. And exactly. The choreography isn't great. Like, I don't know. You guys, I'll let you form your own opinion. Well, I hope I, it gets better. I wonder if some things like the choreography suffered because they're also, they're like all hands on deck right now. The CW is pulling off more than a lot of networks are with not a whole lot of money and a lot of episodes that they have to churn out. And with the crisis on infinite earth, having apparently every DC character that's ever existed in it, um, their resources have to be pretty thin. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. It's it's just, you know, when I think of shows like what we have on the CW versus something like Daredevil mm-hmm. and the choreography, Daredevil, like when you look at his in season three, that long scene through the prison, he wasn't wearing his suit. So that was pretty much Charlie Cox doing all that. And, and the CW, they don't really have to worry about that because they are almost all wearing some sort of mask, yeah. helmet, cowl. So they could have their best trained stunt person be doing all this stuff and nobody would know the difference. Um, so if that's what their best trained stunt person is doing, then I worry a little bit. And maybe it wasn't the case for this. Well, Arrow has had some good choreography in the past. And they've so. passed them around, too. I remember, you know, they sent Arrow's choreographer over to the Flash for a little right. bit, you know, and things like that. So, I mean, their resources are a little stretched. And I think getting Arrow off the books will be good for the other shows. I agree. You know? It's just a lot. Everything's stretched really thin. Yeah. All right. Well, do we want to switch topics then? 
to our main topic? I don't see why not. Okie dokie. Okay, we'll take a quick break, and then when we get back, everybody will be dancing the dinosaur. Hello, everyone. This is Ray from the Heroes Podcast Network. Currently, you've probably heard me on a show called Screen Heroes, where we discuss movies and uh, TV shows about superhero, sci-fi, and a little bit of fantasy. Well, I love fantasy so much, I am starting a brand new podcast about fantasy television series. We are going to review these series in a bit more detail than what Screen Heroes usually does. We'll discuss multiple episodes for a whole continuous arc and then move on to another series. Spellbound will review shows, new shows like The Witcher, Good Omens, Carnival Row, and Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. We're also going to look back at previous shows such as American Gods and Avatar The Last Airbender, Old miniseries from the 90s like Leprechauns and the Tenth Kingdom. And we're going to do a movie here and there. Maybe even a little bit of fantasy upcoming news. Who knows? You'll be able to follow Spellbound at SpellboundCast on Twitter for the latest fantasy news about the show, about the upcoming shows that we'll be discussing. You can also listen to us Fridays coming in September. Hi, everyone. We are back and we are going to discuss Super Mario Brothers, the 1988? 1993, I think. What? It's not an 80s movie. It's not? No, okay. it's, I'm pretty sure it's 93. I will okay. double check. Please. But I am I 99% sure it's 93. Okay, that's fair. Totally fair. Let's so, see. Let me grab my DVD copy here. That is my DVD copy. It was given uh, to we're me. We're married. It's our DVD copy. Thank you very much. That was not in the agreement the prenup i didn't agree to those vows i wasn't up there like i vow to share my movies with you would you believe there's no date on this thing yes i would there's believe nothing that. in there it's what, so what do you official. think it's going to just be written on the dvd well there's a lot of stuff on the sides of the dvd ever read these things no oh okay well. anyway we it stars like, bob hoskins john Leguizamo, samantha mathis dennis hopper fiona shaw some fungus some fungus. And a good looking little dinosaur. Yeah, I want Yoshi. <laughs> Even now. I mean, Yoshi looks good. Everything else in this movie aside, the Yoshi looked good. All right. So what do you guys think is the worst part of this film? Uh, I don't think I can writing, pick writing. The writing. Do it. Try. The writing. Why? Trust the fungus. <laughs> Trust the that fungus. was actually not even the worst line in the movie. I don't know, Mario. I got a good feeling. <laughs> John Leguizamo does his best Italian impersonation. They should have just copied straight from the video game because that's no worse. Like, what, what's what's the worst line in the movie? And Koopa, you're a lousy leader. <laughs> like out of all the guerrilla warfare, that's what you yell, Toad. That's that's it. <laughs> Ryan is so unhappy. I'm trying to think of something worse than that. I mean, what does she say when she's introducing Luigi to her fungus father? Because that was pretty awkward too. This is my father. Yeah, the king. Like, 
Okay. Like you just and found then out the, about like, this. testicle descends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, fu- the the fungus testicle. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Gosh. That's um, a really good name for a band. Yeah, <laughs> punk band. <laughs> New band name. I called it. <laughs> fungus testicles. All right. So look, <laughs> well, I think I think it's important to put this movie in context for people who may not have watched it. So this was Nintendo's first attempt at making a live action feature film off of one of their properties and also why they've never done it again. Yes, <laughs> because whoever they hired to write this movie said, you know what? Let's make a movie that has literally nothing to do with the Super Mario Brothers and then make it even less like Super Mario Brothers and then just throw some random shit from Mario Brothers in there. No, they were like... They watched their kid play the video game for like maybe 20 seconds. So it's like, you know, the most exciting thing about this is the plumbing. We yeah. really got to hype We really got to hit the plumbing hard. Everything hit else, secondary. Hard. I mean, so yeah, so they get that right. They're, they're plumbers. <laughs> right. All right. So they got that. Um, and and the bad guys are sometimes reptiles. That's... Barely. Up for debate. Up for Barely. debate. But some some kind of sort of possibly right. I mean, yeah. Yoshi's I mean, a dinosaur. Bowser slash Koopa okay. is not a reptile. Like, he has some weird special effects. But in the end, he's a human. That is a human. That is a human. That is not a reptile. It's an evolved in any point. T-Rex. Now, come Did on. you not watch the film? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, evolved T-Rexes look exactly like humans with bad hair. Right. His hair is so bad. Um. So, so yeah. So, this is like a... The movie takes place in in Brooklyn, as most Does Super Mario games do. Yeah, it's in Brooklyn and Koopa Brooklyn. Okay, um, Koopa Brooklyn, <laughs> and that's you know that's where all the Mario games take place. And um, our plumbers jump through a wall into Koopa World Brooklyn, which is an alternate reality that was separated when the meteor hit. Yep. It killed off the dinosaurs on our planet, and it killed off the di- the uh, humans or the mammals on the other planet. I guess, right. yeah, is mm-hmm. the logic, mm-hmm. which is not in the games. Mm-hmm. Not that's not canon. Uh, no, I don't recall that being in in the games. Pretty sure it's and not. I've, I've played most of the Mario games, so um, unless it's in Mario Sunshine, and I missed it, or Mario Paint, I probably missed it if it was in there too. Oh, I, I loved Mario Paint. I was talking about me. It had a great fly swatter game. Okay, we're talking about the movie, Derek. Focus. Um, Right. So it's like a super dystopian, horrible Total Recall city where the cars are all bumper card powered. You know what? One of the nicer things I could say about this movie is that the city actually looked cool. Like, and the way things, they look grimy and the fungus works in terms of like the aesthetics. Um, Okay. Okay. I didn't think the city looked that bad. The cars are cool looking and the outfits, you can tell it's kind of a total recall knockoff. It has nothing to do with Mario <laughs> right, at all. Like the there's literally nothing to do with Mario, but it's cool looking just objectively. Yeah, if like Schwarzenegger or Stallone like flew through a wall at some point. It'd be believable. Yeah. Right, it's on par for their stuff. I don't know, Ray, what do you think? Was there anything exciting or that like made you guys excited about this movie? Like when it came out, or this time, or this time, both. I mean, when it came out, I was like, "Awesome, a Mario movie!" It's like I was a huge, I'm a huge Nintendo fanboy, so I was super excited to watch a movie about Mario. Yeah. And then, as a kid, was super disappointed about this movie about Mario. As a kid, you were disappointed. Yeah, because it has nothing to do with the game. As an adult, 
I I love watching this movie because of how insanely ridiculous it is. But as a kid, it wasn't what I was told it was. Can I tell you what what I actually love about this movie? Yes. Please. My favorite part in it, of the whole thing that had me cracking up every time. I love the Goombas so. I love the Goombas so, so much. much. I actually funny story. Back when I first started cosplaying. One of my costumes I almost did was one of the Goombas. Oh, and the scene man. with the elevator when they make them dance. The dance. I, ever since I was a kid, <laughs> I have loved that. And then I had forgotten that how often that comes into play in the movie. Mm. And there's like several scenes where that's a key part. Um, and also the scene when they're down, riding down the shaft. Yes. And the Goomba is like riding the other Goomba. <laughs> so good. Like literally everything with the Goombas was great for me. Even Toad turned into a Goomba. Like yeah. he felt, I actually felt a little like bad. I felt bad for him. And you know, I hated him when he was a human. But yeah. then once he's I wanted a him to- Goomba, it's like, okay. Do you think I, like, they turned him back? No. No. They just left He's much him. better as a Goomba. He's better as he Goomba. Is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, as far as redeeming qualities go, I mean, I love like the dialogue. It's it's so clunky and ridiculous. It's just fun to watch for me. It's like a it's a B movie. It's a bad B movie in a way that not a good B movie wasn't intended to be. Unfortunately, you know, Um, because I mean, like, there's ridiculous stuff. Like when they're arrested, they have to give their names, and he's Mario. What's your last name, Mario? What's your name? Luigi. What's your last name? Mario. Like, no, that like that's how you got their names from the Super Mario Brothers game is it's Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Which is now canon. So yeah. <laughs> I really love Thanks for that. The scene at the very beginning when he and Daisy are talking and they're walking home and they're both like, No, if you want to end this right now, and I'm like, I want to end yes, this. Yes, please right put now. a gun to my head and like, finish me. <laughs> Like, listening to you guys mishandle a walk home is horrible. So, I watched this with my girlfriend, and when we watched it, there was one thing that stood out to me that was the biggest plot hole in the movie. Oh, no. Koopa's Pizza. Why did he order a pizza, and there was literally no payoff for the... There was a scene where he orders a pizza. Yeah, I remember. He brings it up again later. He he goes, where's my pizza? Yeah. Later. That's... That's it. There's no what. What was even the point of any of that? Did that do anything in the movie? What did that? That wasn't a character establishing thing, right? Like, what did it do? It was a waste of 25 seconds of the scene, and then a joke later that didn't even land. So I have a theory about this. Legitimately, I do. I really do have a theory. I think the original script had Mario and Luigi impersonate the pizza delivery guy to get into the building. I think that was the original plan. That's such a lame '90s trope. I know, right? Like, it's but they, they it would have done that, right? Yeah. And, and then so, at some point, somebody decided that was not going to work for whatever reason, and then it never happened. But why keep that in the movie? Because <laughs> then <laughs> it just know. looks like because you know every scene in a movie needs to like be something. Well, it it's needs- like that Goonies thing where the first thing Data says, or he's like, "Oh, what was the scariest part? The octopus!" Right? Like, yeah, it was something like that. Is just super glaring, yeah. and you know, I don't know. For me as an adult watching it, I didn't remember that as a kid, but now I'm like. What what was the pizza? Is a pizza a metaphor for something? Like, what were they going for? I don't know. Maybe maybe they left it in because it shows Koopa using the duck hunt gun to make the TV screen work. But then there's another scene where Mario does it. So yeah. why do they need to do that? Can we talk about how sexually confusing the scene where Mario puts his head in that woman's breast to get 
you know i actually remember that scene from my like my childhood because it was really weird like are they are they like is Is this this a thing i don't are they a thing why are they dressed like that too like it's why is she so spiky why yeah why does she help them later because she's in love with ha- Mario. Because everyone hates Koopa. Because yeah. when you get motorboated by a guy half your size, literally, like it's just magical. Well, you know something that was incredibly apparent to me as watching this as an adult is that Bob Hoskins wanted to kill himself while making this movie. <laughs> yes. He and John he hated Leguizamo every second of this, and you could tell most of it drinking. Like they were drunk the majority of the time. I mean, he said in multiple interviews that it was the only film he ever regretted being right. a part of. But even if I had never heard those interviews, if I had watched this movie again as an adult and seen what I saw, I would tell you that he hated every second of this. It was yep. so apparent, especially in that scene. What that that was one of the big ones where she where he's dancing with that woman. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, he did not look like he, he was looked like he himself. was having a bad time. You know who did look like they enjoyed themselves. Samantha Mathis looked like she had fun <laughs> the entire time. I mean, I think Dennis Hopper kills it. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, he he pull, put everything he had into that role. Did you hear the story that he has about it? Well, I, I have because you told me, but tell, oh, tell, our, okay. tell our faithful viewers and listeners. All, All right. three of them. So <laughs> There's like at least tens of them. Okay. His son years after the movie happened, asked him, Dad, why did you do that movie? And it's so bad. And he was like, well, I did it for you so we can eat, so we can get paid, you know, for you. And he's like, I didn't need food that badly. (laughs) (laughs) Like his own son (laughs) tells him he'd rather starve than watch Super Mario Brothers. (laughs) I mean, that's fair, though. (laughs) That's fair. I don't know. Man, that's... That's rough. But, I mean, he does really... It looks like he puts everything he has into that movie. He really does. Yeah, but it's not like Street Fighter, right? Where there's that performance stood out so much. Uh, that where you have such a good actor doing such an amazing performance that it made everything else look so bad. No. Because there was a lot of good actors in this one. Whereas something like Street Fighter, there wasn't as many good actors, right? John Leguizamo is a good actor. No. They... Bob Hoskins is a good actor. Yeah. Um, so... You know, I mean that's an interesting point. I mean, I've never thought about comparing those two movies. There, there's a lot of similarities. <laughs> oh yeah. Now that you mention it, I mean, you're absolutely right in the way they took the source material. Yes. All the bad movies we are reviewing, they all have one thing in common: the source material was disrespected <laughs> from the beginning. That's very interesting. I didn't notice that when yeah. you made the list. So we did uh, Masters of the Universe a couple of weeks ago, everybody. Yeah. If you missed that episode, and Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat are coming up. I don't hate Ooh, you Mortal guys. Mortal Kombat enough. is not a bad movie, so I'm going to be. Fine. Fighting that. Oh, but no, it no, is. no, 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 no. Right, right. That's that's for another day, guys. Let's let's mm. stay focused. So, Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Super Mario Brothers. You're pronouncing it wrong. Mario, Mario. Um. So, I mean, everything that takes place on Earth, kind of like Masters of the Universe, is kind of stupid. Yeah, but at least um, some of this movie was in Eternia. Yeah, right. You <laughs> that's, know, that's fair. Um. What did you guys think of the desert? The great desert that this little city is stuck surrounded by i thought it was a cheap plot point to yeah, just, it's a convenient plot device yeah, to just excuse why the city is so small why there's only two sets for they everything. watched their kid play super mario brothers 2 and was like oh there's some sand and deserts and cactuses yeah. in there we're gonna put that in the movie it's one level yeah 
That's fair. That's fair. Like, I, 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 I thought it was maybe just a total lack of budget. <laughs> they just didn't I have. Mean, yeah, <laughs> could be a set. But so, on. why do you guys think that they added in Iggy and Spike? Because I feel like if they were completely remove them, there's Ninja Turtles. Yeah. What? Why? Explain yourself. <laughs> I hate what you just said. <laughs> Bebop and Rocksteady. They're really terrible knockoffs. How so? Continue going. Because they're like not the most competent people in the world taking orders from the head honcho who for some reason won't fire them. And at least in this case, you find out it's because they're related. But I mean, that's not a Ninja Turtles specific thing. No, but that's what it makes me think of. Like time wise, okay. like the movies came out sure. around the same time and, and things like that. And, you know, but Bebop and Rocksteady I know they're not, not in the, the live movie. action movies, but that's the point that I'm like, that's the type of character they remind it seems me like of. your point is kind of lost at this point because you're comparing things that are not real. There was no Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. With no, but the Rocksteady. cartoon was on at the time. Okay. There was Toka and Razor. That's right. Yeah, well, they're just as bad. They are, yeah, they might as well be Bebop <laughs> and Rocksteady. <laughs> they're knockoffs of Bebop and Rocksteady yeah, in their own franchise. So, But I also like Toka and Razor. So. I do too. Oh, they're better than yes. the two guys. Iggy and, Iggy, Spike. Iggy and Spike. So one of those guys, I don't know the actor's name, but he's like the bad guy in everything. <laughs> in like the early 90s, late 80s, he was in Hackers <laughs> as the bad guy. That's where I most recognize him from because... Uh, I love that movie. You that would be a good one for movie. bad movie reviews, probably. But I don't know if you guys agree it's a bad movie. But in any case, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I love him. He's great. And he was not good in this movie, but nobody else was either. So I think Dennis Hopper was as good as a person could have been in this movie. I would have had a lot of fun shooting that mud scene. The mud. Oh, where he's in like the pool yeah. or whatever. It's like it's clean and dirty. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I cringed so hard when I heard that. <laughs> that makes no yeah, sense. It's like what is going like, on? The germophobia thing is so weird. It's yeah, it's a very odd thing to just put it. Is it just because of the fungus? Like, was he not a germaphobe before he took over? And they're also like funguses or they don't they like release spores? You're breathing this stuff in every day. It's probably yeah. reproducing in your lungs right now. You literally just doomed yourself because now the king is in your lungs. <laughs> oh my god! Because guess what? Reptiles have lungs. They do. So back to all the name dropping, because basically all this movie does is name drop stuff from Mario. And one of the ways it does this is by all of the billboards and signs in the city. It's similar to the Pokemon. Uh, yes. Very much. Yeah. Except Detective Pikachu did it better because it's a better it was a movie. good I never movie. Saw it, it's so. a much better movie than this. Yes. Um, even though its plot like makes just as much sense, it's a much better movie <laughs> than this is. But yeah, so like they threw, like, you know, there's, there's the. Well, the source bill material wasn't disrespected. And- Right. Yeah, that's fair. It was more just celebrated, I guess. Yeah, like the people that made Detective Pikachu loved the source material. That's the people fair. that made Super Mario Brothers briefly heard about it once <laughs> while on the subway. Right. Like, I just don't understand how Nintendo even let this thing show in theaters. Like, when they saw a rough cut of it, how they didn't just like Warner Brothers all they over the They were probably just thing. super <laughs> excited to see the stuff from their game, like, being on a screen. The jumpsuits are cool. The jumpsuits they finally wear they finally at the end. They finally the wear, but then it's like, right before that happened, my girlfriend was like, when are they going to wear the suits? It's weird because before that, 
they're wearing opposite colors a lot. Uh-huh. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. Like Luigi wears a lot of red and like Mario's tool belt is green or something. Something Mario wears is green. In the opening like 20 minutes, their jackets are different. Opposite yeah. colors. Yeah. Well, but it, when they're at, when they go to the club and they get those suits, yes. right? Why wouldn't you just be the right red and color green then? Yeah, cuz Mario's wearing a yellow suit Which and Luigi no is wearing sense. a red suit. It's and, like And Mario's wearing leather gloves by the way in that scene. Yeah. Luigi's not wearing gloves. I thought that was an interesting difference. I don't know why. I thought that was weird. But then the, the suits Hoskins they actually the get, they steal from like a closet right. at the at Koopa's plant or so whatever they're meaningless. it is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, guys. The order of choice is weird. Well, and to make matters even worse, if you want to talk about what makes these characters like iconic, mm-hmm. well, Mario's original name was Jump Man. That's where he originated. And he literally is the only character in this movie who can't figure out how to jump. He somersaults into the other dimension, right? Like you can't even give him his one thing that he that he does. It's all he does. Okay. Do you need a hug? (laughs) Derek seems like he feels violated after watching this movie. Like this movie did bad things to him. Yeah. I'm just saying, when you take a character and his one mechanic is jumping. Yeah. You know, you got to let him jump. And he get- can also grow really big. And I didn't see him growing really big at all in this movie. That's true. true. You thought, you know, when you saw the mushroom, you were going to be like, he oh, I bet he's going to eat it. suit. <laughs> Clearly. That would have fit right in. My God. Or the frog suit. What is that? Is that what it's called? The frog suit? My God. Um, I don't, little, had Super little- Mario Brothers 3, 3 come out yet at this point? Yes. Yeah. What year did that come out? 91, I think. Okay. So the Tanuki suit existed. Yeah, the Tanuki yeah. suit existed. Could you imagine Bob Hoskins in a Tanuki suit in live action? I can imagine like, you in it. We should cosplay that shit. Oh I'll he be Cat Peach. I'm pretty sure he would have like drunk himself to death or just killed <laughs> right? himself by so some sad. other means. It is, but like he already hated it so much. If they had put him in a raccoon costume, <laughs> that would have literally been the last thing he ever so did. Terrible. So terrible. He would have so quit acting. Um. So another problem I have with the movie. <laughs> of course. Um, so no, at, at, this one's legit though because it actually makes no sense and it kind of goes along with the pizza thing in a way because it's just not it, – it's inexplicable and not explained. Uh, so at the end of the movie when Koopa is defeated and the king becomes the king again, how does he turn back into a person from the fungus it just magically happens yeah it just magically happens because right? there's been a regime change right there. right they fired a guy and yeah. so everything which changed. activated the de-evolution or the re-evolution gun across and, the whole city yeah exactly yeah. So, so toad is back to normal then yeah. too no he's not no just, just toad, him? Just toad is like toad was horrible yeah. he's better as a harmonica playing goomba well, which you didn't even know that was Toad. Like, no, they call was, him Toad. That's yeah, why he's Toad. Aside from man. that, that's yeah. the only Toad thing. He's there it's to just give his personality exposition. Gave nothing. Yeah. Well, and they do the. They have the circles on his head. Like they were like, well, we're going to give him like the, uh, kind of the top, like the character in the game. But no, he has spots in the game, and it's a mushroom. Yeah, like it's not circles; it's spots. Like you can even get that right. Well, I mean, <laughs> the Goombas weren't dinosaurs; they were the tips of penises, and. They weren't that. There's the uh, like. There's two kinds of Goombas. There's one that looks more like a dinosaur. Yeah. Right. And I don't know how some. I mean, I guess it's because they evolve from. So, so they all evolve from different dinosaur species to all look exactly like us. Yes. Which is weird. I mean, that's a, it's cute, a lot cheaper, cute money saving technique. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Like they don't even look like Goombas. It's awful. It's so no. Terrible. But the Goombas were the only good part of the movie for me. So don't ruin that <laughs> for me. Part. 
Oh man! I still have a massive in the practical crush on effects, John Leguizamo, so I love the practical effects in this movie were actually pretty good. The the dinosaur for Yoshi, like you mentioned earlier, yeah. was pretty good, and like the Goomba's facial expressions and the mouth movement and things like that. I don't know if it was puppetry or what it was, but it was actually decent. I thought it wasn't it wasn't the, nearly as bad as some other movies I've the seen. The dimension changing from one to the other the cgi on that wasn't bad either i liked the ripple effect that it had and yeah it, it held up pretty well yeah. actually yeah. that's fair so but I, then you get like the the lightning effects yeah oh that scene where they're like i've got to pull him through the lightning or whatever that looked horrible absolutely really terrible i have a question for ray about our little luigi my so, love for John Leguizamo. Did you still find him attractive in this movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this movie and the pest is what made me develop the crush on him. I and see. so afterwards, I watched like every John Leguizamo film that Do you find I was allowed. More to attractive watch. or less attractive when he has a backwards hat? Oh, God. I mean, probably more because the backwards hat is the pinnacle of attractiveness. <laughs> Derek, you should try that sometime. A backwards hat? Yeah. Rachel clearly has a thing. Puerto Rican, so oh, that's fair. That's true. I'm not. But you <laughs> never know. Maybe I'm that's not as important. Down. Maybe that's not as important down. to your I'm fetish, sorry. Rachel. I am not Puerto Rican. Um, no, it's just the whole John Leguizamo ness. It's like Derek does have some resemblance. I can see it. <laughs> so was anybody else severely disappointed in the, the entire movie? No, in, in, in the Babam specifically, because everybody freaks out so much and it does nothing, and it like kind of blows up one guy. Yeah. Like, what were they all freaking out about? Why did everybody in, like, a three-block radius evacuate? Also, how did this fungus get a hold of one and, like, transport it? How did it transport it? Well, I mean, that's just because the fungus can move. But, like, it can't walk. How does a fungus move a bomb? It hands it to other parts of itself. It hands it? It passes it to other parts of itself. My God, we don't see it like like actually move. We just see it drop. That's all we ever see the fungus yeah, it's do. Trying to hand it to the idiots. You're meaning to tell me that this thing can swing itself? It has a skeleton so that and muscles so that it can control itself in its movement. No, I don't. I, I don't buy I it. Didn't say muscles. How else is it moving? The wind, fungus power. Okay, oh, wow. just trust the fungus, Ryan. Is that you like speed force? You, you, you don't need any explanation. Explanation of speed force. You involved. clearly didn't listen to the film. Fungus force. You just trust the fungus. Okay. That's what you got to do. I'm never trusting any fungus. <laughs> oh man, that's what I've decided. Um, so I, I do want to bring up something very interesting that I Is had... it something else that you're severely disappointed. No, no, it was no, because that was... that's everything. No, it was something that was very surprising in the opening credits that I had never noticed before, and it's who did the score. It's Alan Silvestri, of all people. Who has done some of the best music in Hollywood history. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's the Back to the Future guy. He's done most of the the Avengers Avengers stuff. Like, the Avengers theme is his. In the opening titles, wasn't it just the Mario Brothers theme song, though? Yeah. In the opening titles, it was, yeah. Yeah, But he did the whole score. Okay. Right. I mean, but nothing and, really stood out like, to me. Everybody no, it comes from somewhere. And, but that's what's interesting, right? Is like he, you know, he, he did that movie of all things. Like of all these people who are in that, right? We talk about the good cast. They also got a really good composer too. And it's just it's amazing. They had all this talent, and this is what they put together. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't I, know. I just wanted to put point that out because I had never noticed before that it was him. So. That's fair. Because he had already done, um, like, because this is 93, so he already did Back to the Future. You're right. Yeah, so he was on the map. 
you know, this wasn't like his first gig or anything. So I just thought that was interesting. I don't know. Um, so then, of course, there's the post credit scene. That's right. Mario Brothers has a post credit scene. It's not really a post credit scene because it's before the credits. So I'm a little confused about that because everything that I read says it, it was a post credit scene. So I'm wondering if in theaters it was and they moved it for the video release. That's Yeah, they could have. But I don't know. I have to look a little more into that. I'm not going to argue semantics confusing. like Ryan will. But they straight up thought they were getting a sequel, damn it. Well, I mean, the <laughs> Masters of the Universe one was a post credit yes, scene. That's yeah. right. It was in the credits. Yeah. And they thought they were also getting a <laughs> yeah. sequel. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. There's so, oh, there's so many funny connections here. Um, yeah. So what did you guys think of the post credit scene? Do you think it's cocky? What do you think? I like to give those two characters more screen time just pissed me off. Like they were my least favorite parts. I. I wish that, like, uh, it could have just gone back and shown the Goomba still dancing. Like, that would have been better. Yeah, right? that would have been cute. Right? Ten yeah. hours later, they're still dancing. I would have loved that. Because at least it's just cute. When it's- they turn and dance with each other, oh, it's so adorable. Good. It's adorable. So yeah, good. no, I, I like that idea because then you're you're not necessarily saying that there's more that you're going to get a sequel, but you're just giving us a little extra something. No, a Knight's Tale had a scene where the main helpers of Heath Ledger's character just farted and drank. Like it, it, your post credit scene does not have to lead to your next film. Yeah, I mean Ferris Bueller. Yeah. He yeah. tells people to go home. Yeah, he's just making fun of the fact that people saw the post credit scene to begin mm-hmm. with. Um, the only the last thing I wanted to talk about was the inclusion of of the princess being Daisy. How do you guys do? You guys have any opinion about it being Daisy and not one of the other two? Well, I think they wanted. It, this is an objective standpoint. I'm sorry if I hurt everyone's feelings with this, but I think they wanted the younger, more attractive actor to have the romantic lead in the movie instead of bob hoskins sure but oh i got you that's why it was daniella they're already established as a couple they didn't change anything else in the entire movie so that was one thing they wanted to take in damn it yes (laughs) or pauline um okay that actually makes a lot of sense i didn't think about that but it is funny that's the one thing they cared about I just don't give a shit, to be honest. Like, it could have been anybody. That The fact that she was named Daisy means absolutely nothing to me. It could have been Peach, and it would have been the exact same movie. And Yeah, that's cared. true. You Fair know, enough. so. Um, I think they they missed an opportunity. You know how they show that there's these there's the, the two Koopa Towers? Yeah. Right? I think there was a real missed opportunity for them to go up in one and for there to be a thing about how their princess is in another castle. That would have been funny. And they have to go no, to the other building. Because the writing was already terrible. I th- but like that's such a missed opportunity because you gave us two of them. But they obviously hadn't played the game. So Clear- why would never. they know that? Yeah. Yeah. That's disappointing. Mm-hmm. We could make a better Mario movie. We yes. Could, yeah. I could take a dump and film it and that would be a better Mario movie. I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure. As long as maybe not better than the Goombas. But <laughs> Jesus. All right. Anything else, guys? No, I think that pretty much caps it for me. Yeah. When I start making poop references, that's when, <laughs> that's when we're done. Okay, so just a little bit of housekeeping before Ray closes out. Um, we are off next week. Yes. So we are still going to review Zombieland 2 Double Tap, but we're doing it a week later than we normally would. So that gives everybody an extra chance to see it. 
um, which which is cool. But um, we we will be reviewing that in two weeks. But um, but um, so that's what's going to be happening there, and that's it. That's all I got. Okay, cool. So to finish everything up, my name is Ray. You can find me at Siren Ray on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To my right is Ryan. He is at Buster Props on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To my left is Derek. He is at the Star Trek Dude on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow the show, Screen Heroes, at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter, or you can follow all of us and all the other shows on the Heroes Podcast Network at heroespodcast.com. We have all of our links, but we also are available on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like I keep saying. Lastly, we do have a Patreon. If you have enjoyed even one little thing that we do, throw us a buck here and there to just help us upgrade equipment. Keep going. Keep the lights on. Keep doing stuff. Lights are important. Yeah. I can say that. Thank you for everybody who joined us on Facebook Live and Twitch tonight. And we're grateful. We are eternally grateful. We'll catch you next time. 